Hi, and welcome to the Soul Rising Podcast. I'm Dana. During your time here, you will step into your soul through enlightened conversations, meditations, and stories about healing. I started my own journey on this path long ago by earning a master's degree in counseling, becoming certified in regression and Reiki, and doing countless hours of work to raise my own vibration. It is my hope that you will see yourself reflected in me and in my guests and find self-awareness or a healing method that will propel you further on your own path. It's my belief that we aren't just healing ourselves. We are also healing all the women who came before us and all who are yet to come. Join me every Tuesday to feel more in touch with the beautiful soul that you are. Working with our ancestors is a practice that I am currently wanting to incorporate into my life, and in an effort to get some insight, I reached out to Taya Jefferson. She is the owner of Trinarican Bruja, an online store featuring crystals, incense, jewelry, handmade body care products, and so much more. She also offers many different types of readings with themes that are sure to fit what you need and prices that are too good to pass up. So this episode is a little bit different than usual because while sometimes guests will give me a mini reading on the show, Taya actually gives me a full ancestral spread tarot reading that you will get to listen in on. We also dive into her range of online offerings, how she got started, what message she is spreading to the world, and ways that you can also connect to your ancestors. Let's dive in. Taya, thank you so much for being here. Would you mind just taking a minute to introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Hi, my name is Taya, also known as Chinarican Bruja. I am a tarot reader and I own a crystal shop. Uh, I refer to myself as a Bruja, which means witch in Spanish. How did you get started doing this work online? Like, What was your inspiration for that? So in the end of 2017 is when I kind of got my first set of crystals and my first bundle of sage and I got my first oracle deck. Um, I was kind of going through like a rocky mental health stage. So I just felt like I just needed like something to like believe in and have my own faith. I'm raised Catholic, but like I don't really resonate too much with it. So yeah, my, my mom actually had this same angel deck for years so I finally like got my own and I was just like yeah I'm just gonna you know pull a card a day I ended up like I was away at school I ended up setting up an altar but I didn't even know it was like an altar at the time I just thought it was like it's a little area that's how I really got into the whole like holistic part of it with the tarot readings I bought my first tarot deck um the end of 2018 um, and I cannot even tell you why I bought it. I don't, just remember going on Amazon looking for tarot deck. I don't remember like what made me do it. I've never had a tarot reading before. Well, no, I lied. I had a, a reading in person, but she did more than just tarot. I wasn't like part of like any spiritual communities online. Like, so I, I have no idea what really got me to get the deck, but I got it. And then like, it was, I was around Christmas and my aunt's uh, boyfriend was my secret Santa. And he got me the Wikipedia book. So all about like Wiccan and stuff like that. And um, yeah, that's just, I just really just dived in. 
I love that like you just kind of followed your gut feeling about it. I really love that that's your story because sometimes we don't have an explanation for why we're drawn to something. We just are. (laughs) You just want to do it and you do. Yeah. You just follow that gut. I bought a tarot deck back in um, high school myself. And I shared this story already on an episode, but it didn't come with a guidebook. And I was like, what the hell are these cards that just have no explanation? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why it didn't have a guidebook in it, but it didn't. So I was very confused. (laughs) Did it take you a long Mm -hmm. time to learn the tarot? Where are you at with that now? I'm definitely like so evolved like when I was like I have like my oh I used to take notes when I used to do the readings and what I used to do without Paul like I was just doing one card readings because I'm like I have no idea what I'm doing and the first thing I would do was would write down whatever comes to my mind any words associated to the card and anything that comes to my mind and then then I would look at the handbook and then I would see that the things that came to my mind was in the handbook so I'm like okay like you know I'm kind of getting the hang of this and started doing readings for free on Instagram so I could learn and you know everybody was like resonating and I was getting like so many like I was just like so backed up and then I was like okay I'll start charging like you know five dollars for one card and people were still coming for readings and now I don't even I don't take notes or anything like that before I would take notes before I even send them to the person now I don't take notes I just do it and like I'm still learning, of course. Like sometimes I'll get a card and I'm like, oh my God, I, like this card never comes up. So now I'm like, so. <laughs> well, I, also, I feel like it's not hard to learn, but if you're going off your intuition, it's better. Because after my first deck, like I, I, my new decks, I don't even look at the books at all because I don't want it to like sway me at all. So I just put the books, leave the books in the boxes and just put it away. I love that you use your intuition Mm -hmm. like that. What a good way to practice your intuition from the start to just see what you get first and then compare it to the book when you're learning. I love that you do it that way. Thank you. Yeah, such a good idea. So what items do you stock in your online store as well? Because I know you sell not just crystals, but a lot of different things. So tell me about what you have. So I just started with crystals because of my idea was like, I wanted to go to like, you know, a wholesaler. I want to hand pick them, but I'll do the pandemic, you know, can't do that. Right. My first product I ever made was the Sage cleansing spray. I didn't have a website. I started with Etsy um, and I made the Sage spray because while I'm living with my parents, my dad doesn't like the smell of Sage. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know, I've seen like sage spray like on Amazon and stuff, but I'm like, I know I can make this. You know, you don't really know where it's coming from on Amazon and the intentions behind it. So I'm like, I know I can make this. So that was my first ever product. And then I came up with bedtime spray, which is like a concoction of like much lavender stuff. And then I have protection sprays and I make a lavender sage body scrub which could be also used as a bath salt. When there's a full moon or something, you want to do like a, a ritual or a bath, you don't have time to do it. Or like, you know, you, some people don't even have a tub, they just have a stand-up shower. So like you could use the scrub and, you know, still have the same intention. And now I make um, little um, intention oils, which I make kind of based off of hoodoo ingredients for like love, money, protection, and cleansing. Um, and I, I definitely want to like continue to make more products like I have so many ideas in mind I feel like I'm like overwhelming my customers because I'm always like releasing stuff and I also make a tea a tea blend to help with like anxiety and depression 
there's a disclaimer that it doesn't, it's not to substitute any <laughs> medication or anything, but the herbs are to help and, you know, enhance uh, your mood. So how do you come up with the inspiration for all these different types of sprays and offerings that you have, or how do you come up with the inspiration for the ingredients to them too? Where does that come from? I have my certain herbs that I like that I always work with and always have in my stock. And then I just do my research pretty much. Like for example, with the teas, I'm made of lavender, Tahitian vanilla, and St. John's wort. Uh, we all know lavender helps with calming and helps with sleep and vanilla for the flavor, but vanilla also helps to de-stress and enhance mood. And St. John's wort, when I was actually in therapy years ago, my therapist suggested like taking St. John wort's tablets instead of antidepressants. Um, but I never really got into it because I was just then I was like, how is like some herb going to help me? <laughs> like I need the real stuff. <laughs> So then I was researching it and I was like, okay, like, you know, if I can get it, if it's healthy to ingest, let me see, you know, how it works. And I made the, I'm like, I was like a little, like, I'm like, I hope this tastes good. Like, I'm just like, I, I love tea. Like, I was drinking tea since I was a kid with my grandma, but I'm like, I just hope it really tastes good. So I made my own and I'm like, wow, this tastes good without even any, like, not to my own horn, but without any milk or anything like that, it tastes good. And then I was like, okay, I'll just release it, see what people think. I gave, I think I did like a giveaway to give samples so I can get an idea if they liked it. And the people are like, it's like the best, so smooth, all this stuff. I'm like, really? Like, you know, I didn't, you know, I don't think of my, like, my things are that amazing. But people tell me, you know, it's, it is so good because I'm helping them. And I'm also a therapist outside of tarot. <laughs> I'm an art therapist, which I'm out of work right now because of the pandemic. The Spiritual goes so hand in hand with art therapy. Like it's just so crazy. I've been I've been practicing therapy since 2016 when I started school. Like they just put us right in. You get clients right away, and it really just helps. Like even at one of my recent jobs, I was working with teens, and my supervisor had like a bunch of oracle decks in her office, and we would use them for like icebreakers are like end of the day, little motivation things. And the kids are like, we don't understand this. <laughs> like, Just go with it, you guys. Like, you know, be mindful. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that because I'm a therapist too. And okay. I, yeah, I used to be a school counselor. So I worked in middle school and okay. now I do grief counseling just part-time. So mm -hmm. just working specifically with kids who have lost somebody, but Okay. Um, I love using like mandalas and um, mm -hmm. having them color and draw. And so I love that you do that. I didn't, I didn't realize that was like your main job. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's being an art therapist was my dream job. And I, you know, did, I'm still in the licensing process, but because, you know, I can't work right now, then you know, that's on hold. So I, I was doing art therapy before tarot and then like with tarot, because I've learned like how to like dissect images and stuff like that, that helps so much. And like color, color meanings and, and uh, placements of certain things on the cards, like that really, really helps. So I like, like I know a few art therapists that do tarot and, and use oracle cards. It's just like the world just go together, even though they're like so different, they just go together. So well. They really do. And also just the aspect of wanting to heal yourself and to be able to learn about other people and to just have more awareness about your life. 
that is mm-hmm. therapy and that is a spirituality kind of rolled in one. So I, I yeah. think they go together well too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. So is your plan to kind of go back to art therapy once this pandemic clears up? Hopefully it will someday. Um, yeah. So I'm actually moving to California in a few weeks. <laughs> Congratulations. That's so exciting. Thank you. So I'm just making this big move because I feel like my spiritual practice will really thrive there because my goal is to open up a physical store in the next two years, hopefully. So I really want, I've been called to go to California for years. I visited once and I just was like, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to do it because why am I waiting? So yeah, when I get out there, I would like to get back into therapy. Like I really miss doing therapy and it's hard not to make the readings turn into therapy sessions. Like I really miss it. I I work with kids. I've worked with the elderly. I've worked with eating disorder. I've worked with almost everybody, to be honest, that you can think of I worked with. And I really do miss it. And, you know, unfortunately, I don't want to go back to, you know, doing a nine to five, but to get my, the rest of my, um, supervision hours I have all my working hours for the licenses but the supervision hours you, you know all that is it takes forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it takes forever but I do want to have a private practice eventually so you know I have to like the bullet and finish this portion of it because my dad's like you know your business is doing so good like you know sometimes we go to school for certain things and you know we don't do it and I'm like but I really love like being a therapist so I don't want to stop doing it and when I move, I'm going to um, actually enroll in spiritual counseling courses so that I can kind of like do some mini therapy with the cards while I'm in the waiting process. So that, that'll be pretty cool. I think that's perfect. I think you can easily roll these together and be able to create your own unique business out there. And you're moving to California where there is, I mean, people love this stuff out there. So you're not going to have any problems, <laughs> yeah. I don't think. <laughs> yeah you're gonna do just fine (laughs) thank you yeah it's it's exciting like my goal is to have like my little crystal shop storefront and then like right upstairs is my prior practice so I could run both at the same time kind of oh my gosh you make me want to well I can't leave my kids but (laughs) you're making me dream of (laughs) all kinds of awesome stuff yeah like I don't have any ties I don't have any kids I'm not married in a relationship or anything like that I just have my family here and they're like that you know if I go I think they will eventually come out there Mm -hmm. so (laughs) you know my dad retires in like seven years so my brothers are all older. My youngest brother is 18. So he's, they're all adults now. I'm the oldest, but you know, we're all adults now and I'm going to miss them. It's going to be really far, but you know, it's just a, it's just a plane ride. We're, we're already planning for them to come for Christmas. Oh, <laughs> None of them never been. Yeah. So we're already, we already have that in mind. I'm like, get the tickets now because tickets are so cheap. That's true. It's nice that you um, have a business too, that you can do from home during this pandemic. So you aren't totally just wrecked by by this yeah. it's been hard for some you know people. yeah unfortunately I left my job when the pandemic started I was working at a nursing home and it was a lot of unethical things going on around COVID and I couldn't take it up mm-hmm. too many deaths that one person can take you know like 40 deaths like you know it was just too no. much for me and you know you're close with all, all these people and you're losing them so I left and I actually had another job at a it was like my dream job. Uh, it was an after school counselor, after school counselor doing art therapy, and it was it was where I interned at my first internship, and then they yeah. hired me. 
but then obviously schools closed down. Then for their summer program, they lost funding and it was like a mess. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? But the pandemic really made my, my business like blossom because working, I don't have time to go to the post office and put all these products together. So I was just doing like little things here and there. I was doing reading still, but I wasn't really getting any orders or anything like that. Now I'm getting like so many orders, like I'm running out of like packaging stuff and business cards and everything. And I'm just like, wow, like, like all, like I saved all my money for my business since the pandemic started. And that is what's moving me to California. And I'm just like, wow, I didn't, I did not think this was possible. Like I'm making more money than when I was working a nine to five. And I've never, I've never, so when I went into this, I never went in this for like money game. It's just like the plus side of it. Yeah. Because you know, I like to help people. And yeah, you know, you put prices to things, but I always want my shop to be affordable. Like, cause I went to a crystal shop the other day in Manhattan just to look around and see like what crystals I may want to add to the shop in the future. And it's like a tiny crystal is like $10. And I'm just like, this is not okay. And I don't want my shop to ever be expensive. People are like, oh, you should raise your prices. I'm just like, no, my, my wholesalers are actually like really decent price. So I really don't have to raise prices because that's my goal. I try to get things for cheaper so I can sell it for cheaper. I love that. And I love that you think about what's affordable for people out there. What is kind of the message that you are wanting to spread with your online business and just with all the work that you do? What are you hoping to kind of change in the world? Well, what I'm trying to do is obviously help people. And I want people to really learn. And I really want people to step into their spirituality in the Black community. Being a witch or practicing magic, quote unquote, is demonic and black magic and all this stuff and this is what our ancestors did these are things that were taken away from our ancestors back then and the people who are stepping into it now we're really just doing the work that we were intended to do that's how i feel i have ancestors from africa and europe so you know i can do different practices (laughs) but i just really want to just inform people because so many people are like oh my god like so you worship the devil and i'm like no, I mean, there's nothing wrong worshiping the devil, but I don't do that. I like, guess people who worship the devil are not bad people. That's just what they prefer. Like the people who go to church and are not good people. So it's just, there's so much more than just organized religion. And I really just want people to step into their full potential. Oh, I think that's so beautiful. And I love that you're honoring your ancestors and thinking about them when you do this work, because you're right, you're, you're carrying on, you're being their, their greatest dream, you know, what they hope that they could do in freedom. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's beautiful. Yeah. And like, I saw a tweet the other day and and it was like, oh, like people are just so proud to be witches now. Like they don't even hide it. And I commented and I was like, yeah, because our ancestors had to hide it. Why Mm -hmm. we're living the land of the free. So why do we have to quote unquote, the free, why do we have to hide it? Nobody should have to hide anything that they do, who they are, anything, whether it has to do with spirituality or not. Like you should be able to be free and and have find your little tribe that, you know, you can relate to. There are going to be people who are never going to understand it. And that's just, you know, that's just them. When they meet their ancestors, they're going to have a a good talk. That's what I always say. I'm like, because you're just disappointing your ancestors when you talk down on, you know, their spirituality. 
And when you, I mean, I don't know whatever you believe in, but you will meet your ancestors one day. They're not going to be happy with you. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that cracks me up. (laughs) Well, along those lines, I asked you to kind of tap into what my ancestors want me to know. But before we get into that, can you kind of talk about this ancestor spread that you do and kind of what it's supposed to, just in general, what it's supposed to tell a client? Or its purpose? So I actually came up, like stumbled upon this spread like maybe a year ago. And it's just a list, a list of six questions. So the first question is how my ancestors play a role in my current life. The second is a skill I have for my ancestors. The third is a trait I have for my ancestors. Four is an ancestral lesson that I carry. Five is how can I deepen my connection to my ancestors. And six is a message from my ancestors. So what I do is I just pull one card per question okay. and then I just like kind of go like as far as I can with that one card. So, and then on top of the six, I pull out an angel card from one of my angel decks to see like what's like uh, the last message they kind of have. Okay. But um, like usually sometimes people don't realize that ancestors are people before your great grandparents. So like if your grandparent were to pass away, they're, they can't be, they're not your aunt. They're, they're just a pass on loved one. So when I'm doing these, I do kind of tap into the ancestors and I also tap into the pass, it, pass on loved ones if they come through or anything like that. And I do tell clients, if you have a relative you're looking to connect, just like give me like a heads up just so that I know like what I'm looking for. One time I did a reading for someone and she said her grandmother's name was Jenny. So I was like, okay, J is the 10th letter of the alphabet so if this person is here I want to see the number 10 in this spread as I'm shuffling it was 10 10 oh I'm my like God. okay so yeah <laughs> and I'm like okay so it happened and sometimes it's like really hard like to get answers through the ancestors I feel like because sometimes some people don't want to connect I've had a, a, a person ask me if their grandparent wanted to connect and when I pulled out an oracle card I have oracles that say yes and no and maybe and I'm like we and they said no they didn't want to connect and the person was kind of upset and you know then the reason the reading didn't resonate and I was trying to explain that this person hasn't been passed on for six months so I don't know what they're doing in the spirit world but they're not ready yeah, yeah. and they didn't really understand that and it's like I'm not I'm not a, a person that's gonna like tell you what you want to hear like I've had some really like harsh readings and I do feel bad but then, you know, they thank you because they needed that. And mm-hmm. what, whatever came from the reading eventually happened and they needed the heads up for, for it. And some people, they don't want to, like when I do love readings, people just want to hear like, yes, the person's coming back. They love you, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that could be the case. But if it's not, oh, I don't want, I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. You're paying me. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Now, I think that's important. And spirit gives us what we need, not necessarily what we want. And I think that's a hard thing for a lot of people to understand. So I totally get that. I'm not going to be one of those people. I get it. <laughs> so Yeah, I always try to explain like the universe has its own timing. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot rush the universe. The more you try to rush the universe, your ancestors, spirit, God, whoever you believe in, the more you're going to struggle because you're going against what they have in store for you. And and even for me, that's hard sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh my God, why is this not happening? I'm lighting the candles, I'm manifesting, I'm doing the work. And it's like, because it's not the time yet, relax. (laughs) And it's it's coming, it's coming. You just have to 
be patient. You know, for me, patience is hard. So I'm sure it's hard for a lot of other people as well. Yeah, I think so too. It's a really hard thing, especially when you want something so much to be told you have to wait. That can be hard, but I'm a little nervous to see what they have to say for me because I feel like lately I've been getting a lot of harsh messages. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Are you ready? I'm ready whenever you are. Okay. So from overall the cards right now, I feel like you have some ancestors or past on loved ones that are women, older women, on older men. We have some young men too. And there might even be some children as well. Okay. So for the first question, first question, how my ancestors play a role in my current life. We have the Queen of Wands. Okay. So I feel like I feel like there's an ancestor or a past on loved one who is the matriarchy of the family or was the matriarchy of the family. Could be a grandparent, a grandparent or or older women from your maternal side of the family. I'm also getting that there's like they could be a Leo mm-hmm. or could have some type of Leo connection or you could have a connection to a Leo. Uh, we have like the lion and the sunflowers on this card and and there's a cat on the card too. So I'm definitely getting like strong Leo energy here. Your ancestors, they're definitely with you more that you are older now. Or maybe you feel like you've been connecting with them more, you know, sometimes when we're younger, we don't realize these things. I feel like they are helping you stay on track you might like get off track often, get distracted or get deterred. They have like really high hopes for you and they are like very, they're proud of where you are and they're proud of where you're going. Like I feel like you have a lot ahead of you. Like I see you like being in charge of something big, people looking to you for guidance. I, I feel like you have some strong in your life. If you, they could be currently in your life, pass on loved ones, but there are like really some strong ancestors that had like probably leadership roles, mentor roles, possibly as well. And I feel like you may be kind of following that path unknowingly as well, which is a good thing. I mean, like you're aligned with your, your bloodline. Do you have any cats? I don't have any cats. I know this isn't like a true ancestor, but my grandmother who passed is a Leo and she is like very strongly the matriarch of the family. So when you were talking about that, she was who I was picturing in my head, like very strong. She's a Leo. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we have Leos like at the top here and then the sunflowers. Yep. You nailed that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does she have cats? This is a, there's a black cat here. That's why I just kind of. No, my aunt, her, so my grandmother's daughter, my aunt, um, has always really loved cats. That's the only okay. cat connection I have, but I don't, none of our family really has any right now. But she has always. It may, it, yeah. So it may be a connection to your ancestors. Like if okay. you have any ancestors who did practice their spirituality, you know, like we have familiars, black cats, really. Okay, a skill I have from my ancestors. We have the Knight of Swords. Okay. I read I read reversals as well. 
Okay. They're all up. They're all up right now. So like in your past, you might have had like a pretty rough past or tough past. Still kind of lingers. You still might catch your mind going there. It had to do a lot with you being strong and having to fight for what you believe in, fight for what you want, fight for your independence, your freedom, possibly. This could have been from stemming from your teenager. Hearing the word like rebel or rebel, I don't know if that like relates to you. And there's like a younger masculine energy here, which could be somebody current in your life or someone who is on the other side. I feel like your ancestors were like some tough people, like some fighters. Like they don't back down. They fight for what they want. They stand up for what they believe in. And I feel like you, you know, with the podcast and with being a therapist, you do that for your clients. The night is facing, um, this is my left side. Okay. Left side. So that is the path. Okay. So that's how the horse is more in the past but he's this person is going towards the past so I feel like you there may even be like some generational things that are resurfacing you may realize that they're generational you may not but it is you feel like you're constantly tackling these things constantly constantly at like a battle with who you were who you are who you're going to be and this is not like, you know, some people are stuck in the past and people see this negative. I don't see it as that. I don't say that you're stuck in the past. I just feel like your past plays a really huge role in why you do what you do now. So that's why it does come up a lot for you. And it's not like it's holding you back or you're going backwards or anything like that. It's just like you've learned a lot and you've grown a lot. So you don't want to just forget that. You, you like to double back and check in with yourself and be like, wow, this is, you know, I used to be like this. I'm not like this anymore. I, you know, things like that. Yeah, that's so accurate. Next question. A trait you have. Okay, we have the star card. Okay. Um, the star is Aquarius energy. There could be, Aquarius could be either in your chart. You could have an Aquarius uh, pass on loved one. Someone who passed on during Aquarius season, so end of January, beginning of February. With the star card, I always see it as like a nurturer. I love this deck actually because it has like different colors of people. Like, oh yeah, have, I did notice like, that. A black person, and then we have like androgynous person. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so cool that we had to have like plus size people on the car. I just I love this deck. It's That's it's awesome. a modern witch tarot. Oh, yeah. okay. She's from the UK. Yeah. I feel like your grandma is someone who is definitely, even though she's not an ancestor, she's someone who's definitely around you and definitely coming through. You had a relationship with her? Uh-huh. Yeah. Very close one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she was probably very nurturing, even though she was like very strong individual, mm-hmm. maybe even hard, like tough love type of person. Yep. She, she was very nurturing, and I feel like you are also very nurturing, very caring. Um, you mentioned you have kids. There's a stork in the back of this card. So I definitely, when it comes to your kids, I, when you had kids, that's definitely where you saw, like, that side of you come out more. Yeah, for sure. Um, but with the star card also, I do see it as a nurturer, caregiver card, but I do also see it as 
not fully taking care of oneself because this person is pouring like water into a, a pond and then also pouring water into the grass but not looking at the water that they're pouring into the grass so it's like you want to make sure that when you're filling up other cups whether it's your kids partner parents anybody clients that you're also taking care of yourself because this can be like you know as a healer nurturer as a therapist we forget sometimes that we are also people too and I know as a therapist for me I get down on myself sometimes like like oh why am I depressed like how am I a therapist and I'm depressed like how am I going to help other people <laughs> you know that's how that's that's what makes you a good therapist when you have your own real life issues yeah you're right I do see like positive to the skills being a nurturing caregiver like people come to you people trust you and it's very easy like it's I feel like people warm up to you pretty fast, which is good for the line of work that you do. But you do want to make sure that you are taking care of yourself. I feel like your grandmother, I feel like most grandmothers don't like to take care of everyone else, but then don't take care of themselves fully. You know, always cooking, always cleaning, the last one to eat, the last one to the table, stuff like that. And they may have not gotten to enjoy their life fully because it was that was the old days. Like we don't have to do that. Like your husband, you cook for yourself. Like you know, nowadays, <laughs> like you know, you just want to make sure that you are fully always taking care of yourself. Whether it just be five minutes of like the silence or like for me, like my favorite form of self care is like going to Five Below and Trader Joe's. To be honest, that's what I'm gonna do today when we get off of this. <laughs> um, you know, just anything simple. And like with the Aquarius energy, and there's a lot of water on this card, I'm feeling like being around like fresh air, body of water. I don't know if you're like a beach person mm-hmm. or like a pond type of person. Any Anywhere where you could have the two elements, well, three elements because earth, air, and water is definitely like good for you. You might have those in your chart too as well. What is your sign? I'm a Taurus as my sun okay, sign. Taurus. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you know your um, rising and um, moon? Yep. My moon is Leo and my rising okay. is Sagittarius. Okay. Fire yep. and fire and earth. Okay. Yeah, fire and earth. Although I have a <laughs> lot of Gemini in the rest of my chart. So Hold Gemini on. is air, right? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. I'm a Gemini sun. Yeah. Okay. And I'm a Taurus rising and Pisces moon. Oh, Okay. Love that combo. I have like a lot. My 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 chart is mostly earth. I have like one fire place. <laughs> <laughs> really earthy. <laughs> That's yeah. good for therapy though. That's nurturing. Yeah. But I really relate to my to my Pisces moon. Like I, I'm just mm. like, like a like when I learned about moon signs and stuff and I read about it, I'm like, if I wasn't a Gemini, I wouldn't be a Pisces. <laughs> that's a really psychic placement for the moon. Like that's really Yeah. That's really intuitive. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Okay. Next we have number four, an ancestral lesson that I carry. And we have the nine of cups reversed. So the number nine, so the angel number nine. So the letter I could be significant to you as well as the month of September. September, you said? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, My daughter and my husband are both born in September. So. Okay. Virgo or Libra? Virgo, both of them. Okay. Yeah. And the number nine is like a. I've been seeing nine like crazy the hmm. last few days. So, so like 
for my personal. And I, I was wondering like if nine was going to come out for you too. And then it did. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> funny. I don't know what nine symbolizes. I know a lot of different numbers, but I, I don't really know what nine means. Nine is like, to me, I see it as like completion or like a do-over, like, you know, nine, nine, nine. It would be like if you're looking at a clock and if it said 999, then it would turn to like 000, like in my mind, if I kind of see it, like, you yeah. know, re- a redo. So I, that's why I kind of see a nine as like a redo number, especially for me since you've been popping up so much. Okay. Um, I like that. So I feel like you as a person are always looking to do more, to seek more, to have more, mm-hmm. achieve more in your life. Um, you know, with the Nine of Cups, the person is like, you know, sitting with their arms folded and they have all the cups behind them. And it's like, what can I do next? <laughs> like, I have everything, but how can I enhance it? Mm-hmm. How can I enhance the people around me? How can I enhance this, the world in general? I feel like this is, you know, the world has been never perfect. So I don't know when your ancestors were here, but I feel like when they were here, they were also trying to make changes you know, with their leadership roles, mentor roles, teacher roles, changes. And I feel like that's why you possibly got into your line of work because you want to make a difference in this world. That's why most of us become therapists and healers because we have, we have had tough lives. So we yeah. want to make sure other people's lives are not tough. And we want to, you know, do the work. You know, when, when we're the one that's chosen, the black sheep of the family is usually the one who has to deal with all the generational trauma because nobody else is going to deal with it. Right. We don't want our, our kids to deal with it. And we're going to be an ancestor one day. And I don't want my, you know, them cursing me out because I just, <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> you know, so I, I feel like it's funny because this is how your ancestors felt when they were here. <laughs> and now they're like, laughing because they didn't get to really achieve what they probably wanted to do and it's, they're not laughing because it's funny they're laughing because it's ironic and that's yeah you probably feel you probably feel that same way sometimes like you know i may not have time where it's not it's like we do have all the time in the world but also life is short so we do not know how much time we have that's why we just have to you know live life really to the fullest and, and you know be kind and achieve the things that you want to achieve like go for the dreams and I know so many people who are like sitting on business ideas and it's just like, just go for it because what are, what are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. You don't got to perfect it. You don't have, it doesn't have to be perfect. People, if they like you, they're going to support you. And that's it. You could be selling like, you could be selling pencils and if people support you, they're going to buy them. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. You could even, like, people are worried that their stuff is too expensive and somebody is going to support you. I know people who are like, oh, but other people do this. Like, you know how many other people read tarot? Mm-hmm. It's okay. Just do it. I have tarot readers. It's okay. And the therapist, we have therapists in our therapist. It's a whole chain right. of therapists and a therapist. And there's like some elite therapists at the end <laughs> who had all of us as therapists, as clients. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I needed I, to hear that. That's good. Yeah. How can I deepen my connection to my ancestry? This is always like my favorite part. Mm. How to deepen the connection. I just kind of dissect the cards. Like what is the card showing me and how you can connect with them? Like, do you connect with them at all? Like, do you have like an altar or anything like that? Up? 
I don't really, like, I've never really felt connected to my ancestors. Like, you defined it nicely for me, like, beyond your grandparents. I've never really tried to connect with them. I mean, I've connected with my spirit guides, you know, all of that stuff, but never, Mm -hmm. like, specifically my ancestors. So I just kind of Mm -hmm. feel this pull to start doing that. So that's kind of why I want to do this reading, too, was to, you know, begin that process a little bit. Mm -hmm. So with me, like, I feel like I don't know what my ancestors look like. I don't know if they're men or women. I don't know if they're older, young. Well, they're mostly older. But I don't, like, really put anything to them. It's more like of an energy, uh-huh. I feel. I have gotten, like, names randomly, like, during, like, Reiki sessions. But okay. none of names I ever heard of. So, you right. know, they could be, they could not be. But there's no way to really research that because there's no, like, no yeah. slaves. There's no, like, paper trail. So what I did was I took the ancestry test because I really wanted to see what, what my roots were. Like I'm Puerto Rican and Trinidadian, but I want to know exactly my roots. So I did that and I'm like a, a good percentage, almost half European. Wow. And, um, and then a big percentage of um, Western Africa mm-hmm. and then a small percentage of native to South America, Puerto Rico, in like Latin America. Okay. So like my so like you know my ancestors were never American slaves. They were down in the Caribbean stuff like that. You know like right now everything that's going on with the protesting and stuff. Like people are like oh my grandparents protested for this and my grandparents didn't because my grandparents came from I, they were, I didn't have family really up here because my grandparents came from Trinidad when they were like, wow. teenagers. But yeah, yeah. My, my my grandparents didn't really experience what was going on in America. So yeah, I, I took the test because I wanted to first practice properly. I don't want to like, you know, um, appropriate anybody's culture. So mm-hmm. with, obviously with the African, I could I dabble in voodoo. I'm still learning. With the European and how I got into um, Wiccan. Because Wiccan is like, to me, it's very easy to learn. And it's very like universal. And I think all of us in the world, no matter what ethnicity you are, we all have connections to Europe and Africa. So. Mm-hmm. You're right. easy yeah. to dabble in. And then with the native cultures, you know, that's where it comes in with working with spirit animals and working with sage and um, dream catchers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like have like all of that. And that's how, that's how I figured out how, like where now I can do my research now that I know where I come from. That's a so great that idea. Can, yeah. yeah. Now once I figured that out, I was like, you know, looking up hoodoo books. Um, I already had the Wiccan book and then it's really hard to like do research on native cultures because ancestry doesn't tell you exactly the tribe they just tell you the region uh-huh. so it's difficult you know if, if it's not in America like America you can get a chart of what tribes are where but if it's not in America it's, it's a little yeah harder to know yeah. mm-hmm. so that's just how I started and I just I mostly connect with like uh like my guardian angels my, mm-hmm. my grandfather my uncle um spirit guides angels and then the ancestors kind of come in there and it just I don't know I just I don't even know how to explain it <laughs> they're, yeah. just, they're just around you know yeah I love that so you have the king of wands okay and we have a, a lion in the back again so I feel like that Leo really wants to connect with you <laughs> yeah. and you probably have like there's probably other Leos in your ancestors probably. that you don't know of. And you have Leo and fire energy in your chart. So I feel like candles would be a good way for you to connect 
with um, white candles are good for everything. Yeah, okay. You could just make it whatever you want to do. Or even like, I don't know if you ever do like a full moon or new moon ritual, mm-hmm. but I like to do them and like write something down and burn it. That's another way. Like, you know, play with the elements that are really in your chart. Okay. Because I feel like, you know, our, our guides and stuff, like those are the elements that they, you, you'll connect with them more. Especially during the summer months, if you want to do something to honor your grandmother, you can light a candle for her birthday, put her, put her picture up if you want to. I don't know if like maybe she's, if she's buried or not near you, if you might want to go visit or anything like that. Um, the sunflowers came up before. Maybe that might be a flower that she liked. Maybe you want to ha- keep some flowers in your house. Okay. Like yeah, I like often. that. But with the king, since it's a king, it's a masculine card. I do feel like there are some masculine energies that may be trying to connect. Okay. I'm kind of getting it as more of an ancestor, not anybody that you know in particular. But it's like some like really strong like head in charge, like even more in charge than your grandmother. Okay. Maybe it's like maybe it's like your great grandfather. Maybe it's her father. Yeah, who knows? Because you know, like yeah. obviously she got her toughness got from somewhere. Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> like like this on this card, like the person is wearing suspenders and a tie like you know that's what grandpa's wear yeah <laughs> my grandfather used to wear that so, <laughs> so you know that's what you know grandfathers wear always dressed up looking like mm-hmm. dapper you know that's what, that, that's I saw a tweet about that it was like you know in the old days that's you know that's what our grandfathers did they were dressed up just to be like hanging out not even normal like, just normal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny and the color red is coming up in this card and red is I don't know if you're familiar with the chakras is the root chakra yeah. mm-hmm. so it's a chakra of like safety stability and when you think of a tree you know you think of a family tree the roots of the family tree needs to be mm-hmm. taken care of in order for the tree to blossom I don't know when you were in school if you did if you guys did um it was a graph that you had to do and it was like your family tree but trying to figure out what issues and stuff got passed down to family members I think it's called genealogy yeah, I remember doing something. Yeah, something like that. It's been so might, long. You, yeah. yeah. So you might want to like make a family tree and kind of see okay. what you can get to. When you do ancestry, they give you the option to make a family tree if you want to do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely, if you're gonna do ancestry, do it like during a holiday so you can get the discount. <laughs> my <laughs> like half. Yeah. So my stepdad <laughs> did a family tree, and he did. Like he even did my, my father's side. So like not his, cause he's my stepdad. Yeah. He did my father's yeah. side for me. And it goes back to like the 1200s in Scotland. Oh, wow. Crazy. Wow. So he did it for me, but I just was kind of like, oh yeah, cool. Thanks. You know, but I, I guess I really need to look at it. <laughs> so yeah. And what is, what is your mom's um, culture? Um, they are from Germany and England. Okay. So I don't know much about those type of spiritual practices, but definitely if you could like, you can do some research and find. Yeah, for sure. Stuff. You just yeah. have to dig into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So with the root chakra, so you, you may want to do some work on your root chakra that might help to connect you a little bit more as well. So like, you know, the root chakra goes back to being in nature. You want to feel grounded. So, doing like some earthing, like walking barefoot in some grass or sand. Like that's one of my favorite things to do. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Red crystals will help 
you know, keep those around. Um, if you look on YouTube, they have meditations for specific chakras. And with the with the root chakra, like incorporating like red fruits and veggies or like veggies that grow straight out the ground to really help you like to be grounded. And you know, your ancestors or your, your deceased loved ones may have had issues with their root chakra as well. So maybe doing that will like help them to heal a little bit. Okay. Yep. And there's also like a little lizard or like gecko in the background of here. I don't know if anybody ever lived like in a warm place. There's like little lizards running around. That's what I'm kind of like seeing, like Florida or something like that. Yeah. This like uh, somewhere the, hot. Yeah. The grandmother that was coming through, you mentioned the beach earlier too. She lived in um, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Oh, wow. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You got yeah, it. So like, <laughs> I, when I do readings, I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I can't believe this. I get so happy when people tell me, like, you know, <laughs> yep, because you got it's it. like, <laughs> it's just like, you know, Sometimes I sometimes I don't know or like I'd be a little bit like out of whack a little bit and I'm like oh that reading was good and they're like oh my god that was amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> All right, the last one is a message from your ancestors, and we have the six of cups reversed. June could be a connection to you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the letter F could be a connection. And we had I before. I don't know I and F, F and I. If that makes any sense to you hmm. I feel like there might be an issue from when you were 6 16 or 26 that is like in your mind or something from six years ago that's kind of lingering mm-hmm. I'm something I'm, I'm definitely hearing like inner child stuff inner child work you may want to do that usually when I get this card I think of somebody else's child because I'll show you the upright I think of like that's her child, but now I'm kind of looking at it as that's her as a child. Mm, yeah, I do a lot of inner child work mm-hmm, with myself. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so like I want you to keep just just to keep on. Okay. Keep on like giving yourself those things that you feel that you need and think that you feel you didn't get. Yeah, definitely. And you know the card on in since it's upside down, the card is in the past, and the older person is on the future side. So I definitely feel like they see, they acknowledge that you are doing any work. I don't know, like if any, like you might have some childhood traumas mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I do. But, yeah, but the work is definitely being done and they're seeing it and they're assisting in it as well. And, you know, all you got to do is ask them for help and then they will help more. Like, mm-hmm. you know, ask for the strange actor, whatever you need. Because that, that, a lot of times people feel like, oh, like, you know, my guides are not helping me. I'm like, your guides, ancestors, everybody in the spirit world is not going to do anything until you ask them because they're not going to interfere with your life. That's right. They will sit and watch you make the mistakes unless you ask. When you ask, that's when they will come. If they can't they can't help somebody that's quiet. It's interesting that the, that the inner child stuff came out because this is the angel card that came out, child. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's an angel and she's holding a little baby. And it says, you care deeply about children and they respond to your love. All children, including your own inner child, require love, affection, and attention. Your angels can and open your heart and schedule so that you can give more time and energy to the children who need you. So mm-hmm. that's the, you know, your inner child, your children, the children you work with, like they're all in connection. The things that you're doing for the children around you are the things that you probably didn't get or the things that you would have wanted when you was a child. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, obviously you're calling to work with children. 
of children. Like I definitely like therapy with children. I used to be a nanny. Like anything with children, I will do. I just love children. Just Me too. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and that's 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 good because when you know maybe we didn't have the, those things in our lives when we were kids, but when these kids grow up, they're like, oh, I had this amazing therapist. You know. Yeah. And it's and I you know and it. it makes you feel good but also it teaches them that somebody that doesn't know you can care about you as well and it changes their life it does I, at my at my first internship you know the last day everybody was crying that was i was leaving mm-hmm. and this little girl 11 she said like nobody ever cared about me the way you did like nobody ever took the time to sit and do one-on-one just you know she cried and I, I you know i had a hospital so bad like i hope she's doing amazing now she should be in high school now actually yeah great be like a, a freshman a sophomore now and I you know and the school I was in was the inner city school and my internship told me uh we placed you there because you were the only intern that looked like them mm. it was like it's a Hispanic internship quality for Hispanic family services but everyone else was like more white passing and mm-hmm. the school that they put me in there were no white children at all only white teachers the kids were like from, um, I forgot where they were from, like Indian countries, Southeast Asian, Black, Hispanic, a lot of immigrants, a lot, a lot of immigrants. Okay. And that was like, you know, when the election happened. So that was like a big thing going on. And, you know, I was a little kind of taken aback that I was placed there because of the color of my skin, because they placed me in a really far place when I requested to be closer mm-hmm. to where I live. But, and, but, for the kids, it, it helps. For the kids to see, like, wow, that's a person of color, yep. and they go to school and they do all these things. And I, you know, and I've, I've come from, you know, um, you know, poverty a little bit. You know, my parents had welfare. I had teenage parents. Like, mm-hmm. oh, what it's like to struggle. You know, me, me and my parents. You saw five of us lived in a one bedroom place. Now we live in a, a four floor house. You know, yeah. we've. I know the struggle. One of these kids to know that they can do it too like you can do it anybody can do whatever they want don't let your circumstances or your past hold you from doing anything i love that and then the last angel card we have is joy Mm. because joy is the highest energy of all it's a magical sense that everything is possible joy springs from appreciating the gifts within each moment joy allows you to attract and create your present and future moments at their highest possible levels so i feel like I like to ask people, what, what brings, what makes your soul feel joy? It's hard for people to answer that question sometimes, so I'm going to give you my answer sequence. For me, my soul feels joy with the jazz music. That, mm-hmm. that bring, makes my soul happy. When I smell vanilla, when I smell Christmas trees, Christmas pine, like hot chocolate, those are tiny things that make my soul feel happy. Being with my kids, having a beautiful moment with my kids. Yesterday, I so I bought this deck of cards. They're by a company called Little Renegades, and they're called um, Mindful Kid Cards. And so they're almost like an oracle deck, and you you shuffle them around, and you I let my kids pick them out. And then there's activities like yoga poses or little meditation movements, very, very short little things. And we were like laughing so hard doing the tree pose from yoga. And those are moments that just give me so much joy with them, you know, seeing them laugh and all of us doing something together. 
And you mentioned, you know, being in nature, going for hikes or being at the ocean, like just being in nature in some way brings me so much joy. And it's not something that I do near enough. I don't make the time for it as much as I really want to. Those are things that bring me so much joy. And there's so many other things too, but those are, those are the two that like really popped into my head. Yeah. And I think that's interesting that we got the child card and the joy card because children bring you joy. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and, you know, as a kid, as a kid, we experience a lot of joy, mm-hmm. and there are things that you know, in a lot of inner child work is doing things that make you, you know, that nostalgia. Like for me, yeah. like you know, when I'm feeling down, I watch like '90s Nick, and it mm-hmm. makes me feel like you know, like oh my god, like I feel like I'm a kid again. <laughs> it's like feels so good. It's like you know, just doing those little things, you know going to the beach and like building a sandcastle like as an adult now and doing it you know when you were a kid you couldn't get it right kept falling apart and now you know you can do those things there's this meditation on youtube for inner child work mm-hmm. asking you what is an emotion that you struggle with so for me it was depression and then it asks you when is the first time you ever felt that and we're going to go to that place Oof, so for yeah. me it was when my uncle passed away when i was 14 so I imagine myself at his funeral, but I imagine it just me mm. and him, the empty chairs and everything. And now that's your, your, ch- your child self is there upset. Now you, older self, come into that situation and, and hug your, your child self and listen to them and tell them, like, my uncle passed away like 14 years ago. He's been gone half my life now, but he's very much around me all the time. And it's just like, you know, tell your inner child that this is going to be the result of it. Like, it does get better. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then that really did help. Like, that brought me to tears. And I've never, like, cried during meditation. Meditations are very difficult for me to even get into. So that really brought me back. And I always suggest that when I do readings. I always, like, send it at the end because it helps. And it can help you see. Like, I, I knew I was depressed because my uncle passed away. Mm-hmm. And then it stemmed into more things. But I didn't know, like, that the you know the day of the the wake really did affect me, and mm-hmm. that really helped me to pinpoint that. Yeah, that's beautiful. I I'm also trained in regression therapy, and um, so I totally believe that going back and witnessing the things that we um, experience and how hard they are, and then you can turn them around and change them so that it's actually changed in your brain. You know that you will remember it a little differently now because of that experience. Thank you so much. That reading was so accurate. It was yeah, so good. good, yes. good, good. Thank you. Do you was, have any other questions about it or anything like that? No, I don't think so. I think it was exactly what I needed. It was validation of what I'm already doing and then just a push to kind of keep going, you know? And mm-hmm. I always love when my grandmother shows up because <laughs> she was just like my favorite person ever. So I love when she makes yeah. herself known. Also, I love the push to really connect more with my ancestors and find out more about um, the specific practices from the countries that they came from. So you've mm-hmm. definitely opened me up to looking more into that. So thank you. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Are you okay with me drawing you a card now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. So this is the Crystal Spirits Oracle by Colette Baron reed Okay. So this is Kyanite. So it's number 28, which if you reduce that, it would go down to a one, I guess, because two plus eight is 10, and then that would reduce to a one. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. It's interesting. My, my grandfather passed away on the 28th. Oh, oh my gosh. I have it right here. 28. <laughs> <laughs> and that number doesn't come off me month 27 because 27 is his birthday. So that's interesting. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to read this to you and you can tell me kind of how it sits with you. So this says, harmony means that even though we are all different, we can blend our unique voices to create an ethereal chorus that uplifts us all. Kyanite Spirit's message is that now is an excellent time for fixing these sour notes that have happened, resolving any disputes and healing any rifts for the good of all. Although we each have our own ways, we can learn so much and gain tremendous support when we let go of our rigid my way or the highway attitude, recognizing that we are all imperfect. Looking for our commonalities can steady us when we're feeling a bit shaky. Tune in to others and work toward harmony. You will find yourself growing and becoming stronger as a result. At this time, honesty is required. Be willing to look more clearly at others, your situation, and yourself so that you can find ways to work together and find common ground if possible. We are all imperfect, but love and a commitment to fairness helps us heal ourselves and our relationships. There is value in different perspectives and we can agree to disagree, for many voices are needed in a choir. We are called to delight in differences, for we have to lean on each other and we're always interconnected. Keep this in mind as you take action to heal hurt feelings and reconnect with others in your tribe. Does that speak to you at all? Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I recently just started selling kyanite, and I just I think I just ordered a blue kyanite as well. And I kept I kept one for myself because I'm like this this looks so cool. So like I, I just you put one to the side for myself. But I haven't got to work with it or anything like that. I just have it sitting on top of my amethyst. So I think that's interesting. Like I'm right now, I'm in like a healing phase of my life I think you said something about like do-over or like correcting mistakes so two years ago in 2018 was very it was very hard I graduated with my master's so it was a very hard year after that and I was just telling somebody the other day and my mom that 2020 I feel is an exact repeat of 2018 for me personally and I don't know if it resonates with other people in 2018 I was moving in September and moving in September again oh my gosh yeah um <laughs> just a few days different. Um, but I was moving because of different circumstances back then. I had no choice but to move. Now it's my choice mm-hmm. and it's where I want to go. I was dating somebody at the time when I, when I moved, we got serious when I got over there. Did not work out to this day. It's still like lingering. Mm-hmm. But so now again, like I'm starting over, you know, there are people interested and in but now I can do it properly. Like yeah. I feel. Um, a lot of family issues were going on back then, but they're going, they're not happening again now, but things are just so much better than they used to be. And I feel like, you know, we all have, we all, we have all had to grow and work together. You know, it's just been the five of me, my parents, my two brothers, our whole lives. And we, you know, have gone through the worst things and have gone through the best things together. And we really have made a change in the last few years. Um, yeah, so right now I feel like I'm just in like a really like I feel like I've finally healed from the things in 2018 and 2019 and now it's just like 
really like I don't even have like anything to worry about right now. And it's like I, I you know, you know, you get anxiety over things and stuff like that. But it's just like, you know, I really it was hard. Healing is hard, healing doesn't end. And it's just things you know, you I'm doing the work and it's really like it baffles me that the work I'm seeing the results now because it's just like you you know you when you're deep down in your moments you don't think you're gonna ever get to the positive and yeah. especially when you're dealing with mental health issues you know your mind sabotages you and you just feel very lost two weeks ago when i got the apartment i got the apartment like uh was it last week last week mm-hmm. the day before i got the apartment i got denied another apartment and i'm just like I cannot believe this. Like, they're not giving me reasons. They're making me do all the paperwork and just mm. telling me, oh, we went to somebody else. I'm just like, you know, I don't understand. So I was just like, you know what? I'm not doing this no more. I'm not going to go to California. It's not meant to be, you know, I'm doing the manifesting. I'm lighting the candles. I'm not getting the answers I want. And I was had like a whole mental breakdown. I'm like, I'm, I'm not even doing tarot no more. <laughs> you know, that's when I posted that. And I'm just like, because I just feel like I just, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And I feel like I'm doing the work and it's not working. The next day, I'm like, I'm going to go do, delete all my little um, apartment apps. I'm just going to take a break. Before I deleted it, I opened up Zillow. The apartment that I wanted in April was sitting right there. Oh and God. I just called them. I just called them a few weeks ago and they said it was gone. So I guess it just opened up. I was like, I'm not even going to call. I just went. I did the application. I'm not even going to call. I'm not going to ask any questions. I got approved. Oh my gosh. The day after the day after my mental breakdown. And I'm <laughs> I had to go to my guides. I had to light a lot of candles. I had to give them money. I had to say sorry <laughs> because you know, I was losing my faith because I just they wanted me to get what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And the thing and like I posted in March and in April, I posted pictures of that apartment on Twitter and I said, I this I'm gonna have an apartment like this or similar. And it's the exact apartment. And I'm just like Okay, like, you know, I was very specific with my manifestation and I was trying to get other apartments because I wasn't being patient. And now I got the one that I wanted in my price range, in the location, mm. almost everything that I wanted. And I, if I would have just waited one more day, you know, when I had that mental breakdown, but I needed it to yeah. like, don't get all worked up, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's just like, wow I just and I just feel like I apologize I apologize sorry sorry I'll never do that again I'll just listen to everything you guys say <laughs> and now and now I'm just like wow like this is this is real like this is really happening but it's not going to be real until I get on the plane because I'm like legit just getting on the plane with my cat and my bags and that's it like I'm oh getting rid of most of my belongings and I'm just going <laughs> just Fresh like, for you I'm, I'm going to make a blog post on my website eventually of how I manifested the apartment. Um, yeah. It's not going to work for everybody because, you know, it depends if you work with your guides or not. You know, you can't just stuff and you don't give them stuff. Like a lot of people forget that. Mm. You have to say thank you even when your life is good. And if you're into your spirituality, you have to give them offerings. So, you know, money, drinks, food, whatever they like, you, you know, you have to. You can't just be like asking, asking, asking and not mm. giving anything. Because that's the same thing that works for any relationship in life. <laughs> you gotta always, always give and take. So true. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a blog about it. Hopefully, it can help other people. And the key to manifesting is you have to believe that you deserve it. Any doubt, if you doubt, they're just gonna not give it to you. They're gonna be like, nope, you're not ready. 
You're right. You're so right. Because not believing in yourself is is sabotaging yourself. Why wouldn't you deserve it? You know, why wouldn't you get it? Yeah, no, you are exactly right. I agree with everything you said. (laughs) If anyone is listening and they want to connect with you, where can they find you? So I'm Trinarican Bruja on everything. P-R-I-N-I-R-I-C-A-N-B-R-U-A. So dot com, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That's how you can find me. At at Gmail if they want to email. Everything. I try to keep everything the same name. Yep, that's perfect. That makes it easy. I'll put links to that in our show notes so that people can just click right on it from their phone or from wherever they're listening and they can get in touch with you. So thank you so much for being here, Taya. And thank you. Thank you um, for having me. Yeah, thank you for my reading. I loved it so much. It was was really meaningful. I'm glad. I hope you found information, clarity, or inspiration that you'll take with you today and use in your everyday life. If you enjoy my show, the biggest compliment you could give would be sharing it with your friends, subscribing, rating, and reviewing it on whatever device you use to listen. Visit me at thesoulrisingpodcast.com or at the underscore soul rising podcast on Instagram and Facebook. A huge thank you to Purple Planet for the music used in this episode. See you next time.